That does look my... good. Look at our sweaters. It's You're the Grinch. So I'm Jurassic World over here. Really? This has gotten tighter over the years. <laughs> Wait till we see in your sweater vest. I want to say Merry Christmas and all the holiday stuff because that's the time we're in. But when you're watching this or listening to this today, we are past it all. Or you will just be early celebrating it next year. (laughs) Let's go 2025. Oh my gosh. That's weird to say. No, it'll be 2024. We'll be in 2024. So if we're talking about celebrating. Yes. Christmas will be in. Oh yeah. I'm still not there yet. Happy New Year's. (laughs) Merry Christmas. All of the above. Happy Halloween. Happy Easter. Oh, no, we'll be able to do that one. Yeah. That's fine. We'll do funny years. Uh, this is the beauty of recording podcasts ahead of time is uh, it can be a very different environment than we're in now than than when you will see this because here we are wearing our ugly sweaters yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not gone to the party yet that we talked about. Yeah. And I just want to recommit. In theory, there should be a picture somewhere on social media or on this podcast specifically of me in a Santa sweater vest with no shirt on underneath. We are looking forward to that. It has not yet been taken, but the weird it thing is all of this. you have probably already seen it. Ooh, that's nifty. Nifty go lifty. I know what it looks like. I saw it this morning. Well, Tested it out. What my, I, I, I did not mention this. Liz said it will be itchy. And that's why she said I should not do is it. Is it wool? Well, you saw it. It's a, I it's don't a know if it's wool. Fake, it's, it's like what you have. What would you call this that? This is not the least bit itchy. I know. It's not itchy. She just didn't want you to. She does not. Be showing your guns. Oh, right. That's what she was worried about. I think, I think you're, you're right in line with everyone else's. I am portraying myself at a business networking event. Pretty sure I've done shows about Dress to Impress. And yes. uh, I don't and, think. I mean, it is an ugly sweater contest. But it is. But not. Is, number one, you're not going to win with that because people. Oh, you're doing the full outfit, though. Yeah. Okay. So you got. Yeah, I'm not. I've never won because people go nuts. People do, and that's why I don't even try. Like decorating your office doors and all that. I will participate because I think it's it is dingy, not dingy. It's sad. People that just don't participate because they know they can't win. Yeah, or you know, like put a Santa hat on, or even reindeer. Yeah. Ears or something if it's Christmassy. But I I can't say there's anything I have such a passion for. That I am going to go out of my way uh, to to get something. And do you really think those people are passionate about it or do they just want to, they're competitive? You know, I have a good story about this. So one year for Christmas, we had all the family in and we did, I found a Christmas bingo, right? It's like somebody cussed, somebody dropped their drink. It's just general things that happen. And my sister-in-law and her boyfriend just bulldogged. Every one of them would come up to you and like knock something out of your hand, be like, "Oh, you dropped it!" And, and, it, and I looked, and I was like, "You're you're you're actually ruining it, yeah, because it's not fun because you're making the things yeah. happen where these are just if they happen, then you right, you get it. so it was done in five minutes. Oh, that's not fun. No, it was not fun. And I I think that with the ugly going back to the ugly sweater and the people that way overdo it. I don't think it's about winning at all. It's about attention. Oh, well then. They want the most (laughs) attention. That's why I have green pants. You don't have, you're not a, (laughs) so I tend to not like people 
who need a lot of attention. Oh, and you like me? That's what I'm saying. Yours is so authentic. Again, you're you are the way you are. I am. And you just naturally get attention because you are the way you are. You're not doing it specifically because you need attention. There's something different about it. Well, thank you. And I don't think it's negative attention all the time. Now, sometimes people hate how loud I am. Well, Heck, I, sometimes I hate how loud I am. If but you're, If you're going to be who you are and really be who mm-hmm. you are, you have to be willing to know some people aren't going to like you. Yeah, it took and me, that's okay. took me 20 years. Yeah. 20 years to get there. It's, I'm glad I figured it out before 21. Okay. It, you're taking a stand. You know, yep. otherwise you're that wishy-washy person who's the chameleon you know, which I used to be the chameleon. It's trying to be what everybody wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And that is no way to live. I agree. Because nobody authentically likes who you are because they don't know who you are. Oh, and you remember, I've said this before. The girlfriend that dumped me and was like, someday you'll find the yeah. real Brandon. She probably thought that's exactly. And maybe. Yeah. And, and I will say I am a little bit chameleon-y. By default. And I think you have to be because. Yeah. Especially when I was visiting chapters all the time, networking groups. This group's really, you know, to the rules and strict. And... You were always who you were, though. Okay. I but mean, tailored think, to, well, to fit the situation, just, uh, knowing the room. That is people smart. Ah. There's definitely a line between being that people pleaser chameleon and being people smart. Okay. Because yep. the people who, this is just who I am. I'm just an asshole. That's who I am. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's not being who oh. you are. That's just being an asshole. It is. And you that's are not an being Congrats. people smart. Right. You know, you can be who you are and still be people smart and respectful of others. You know, that's emotional intelligence. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So we're there. just getting into a lot of. Okay. Lot of so here. let's, um, let's veer back into this episode. We're going to, we're going to touch on a couple things this episode. We're going to talk about another event mm-hmm. uh, that I did here at Pixel Fire. And I'm excited. You'll, you'll get to see the video mm-hmm. uh, of that. So that'll be fun. And then uh, we, we, the last episode we did with Chris was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But we were three talkers in a room yes. is, is what it was. And so we tried to direct it, but there's a couple things we want to go back on and reflect. Yes. And I also have a challenge that I need to talk about quick as well. And there's a very oh, long this, yes, video yes, yes, yes. that's going to be with that. I don't yet know how they're going to condense it because the video is over an hour long. You can, uh, doing the cool YouTube thing where you fast forward during just the, the busy stuff. Okay, yeah. so for sake of how many videos are coming, because we're not, you said that's new for us. Yes. Let's try to keep it, keep it short. move on through. Yeah, that's Good. what I'm thinking because I want you all to see my whole video. I don't yes. want it sped up. It's, yeah, it's it, a big deal. Okay, anyways, so let's reflect back on uh, last week's episode and, and let's talk about your observation first. Okay. Well, I think, and that will segue well into my video. Perfect. And then let's, then, and then okay, we'll talk let's focus on, so, on uh, Angela. Here. So one of the things that Chris was talking about, he's a realtor and he does a lot of social media, but he said one of the biggest, uh, one of the videos he's gotten the most con- comments on and engagement with was a cooking video. And, and that really stood out to me because I think so many people, business owners who are doing social media, who are trying to engage with people think that it has to be about what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I'm kind of the same way because I have so many hobbies and so many interests and there's so many things that I want to share, but I'm like, that's not marketing. That's not oh, marketing. Yep. That's not marketing. And and it's just been recently that I'm like, well, number one, everything's marketing. For, I mean, we're lucky that we're a marketing company. So everything can kind of fit under the banner if you just spin <laughs> it right. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it's visibility and it's engagement. And it doesn't really matter 
if it is what you do. Some of the times it's better <laughs> yes! if it's not what you do. And and an example of this is there was a, a dentist, Susan Corpus. I don't She was in BNI. Oh, yeah, I know Susan. Um, she, whenever she presented in a group, it was about the love languages. She's a dentist. You know, and it, and people loved her. And I can guarantee you they got new clients at the dental practice because she was out there sharing the love languages. Mm-hmm. It was uh. it was different. She had a passion about it and she made it fit. So I have to interrupt you. So I've shared the story of when I was doing a sales call and the woman asked a question. and She read my face. Yeah, I believe that was Susan. So oh. for her to be doing the love languages uh-huh. and just have that kind of yes. observance, that yep. makes a lot of sense. Yep. Good job, Susan. Susan. <laughs> so uh, a couple of my hobbies, uh, passions, one is reading, which um, I've tried to incorporate into things, but uh, I haven't even told you about this yet. So what I was going to tell you about uh, as um, at a happy hour after this, <laughs> which but then we have reminded. our sweater party, <laughs> we have- <laughs> uh, but we're going to do an offshoot of this podcast um, called the Engaging Book Oh, uh, you're, you're not in it. Okay, so, thank so don't worry. <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah, actually, I want to have you on as a guest. That's a fight. But uh, you won't fine. be in every episode. But uh, but it was like, and then I'm like, well, we have to read marketing books. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is it's about connection. the The podcast will be all about connecting through books and engagement through books. So it's like I get to have my passion. It still relates, and it's That's still cool. going to be great visibility for the company. Great visibility for the podcast because mm-hmm. it's something a little bit different, and my passion's going to shine through. Awesome, and I'm going to love doing it. And uh, the other one is cooking. Cooking is a huge passion of mine. Again, I've always wanted to find a way to, and and I keep thinking, well, I have to start another channel and talk about my, co-, you know, and it's and so it was kind of an excuse for me that one of the challenges was try something new. Mm-hmm. And you might be arguing, well, if you're already a cook, you're not trying anything new. But what mm-hmm. I am not is a baker. Ooh. So, and the, the reason for that is very, very clear. I am not a precise person. I don't follow directions well. What kind of chef are you? The Muppet? That's, that's what my husband calls me. I am the Swedish chef. He even yes. got me a shirt one year. Uh, but uh, I was watching the Muppet Christmas Carol this morning oh. as uh, as I was making Delaney breakfast. And he, he's like, is that the Swedish chef? Ah! He's in it like very briefly. But of course, he walked in in that moment. I'm like, yep, that's him. Yep. Uh, so I am not a baker because nothing ever turns out right because I may start measuring and then I stop and I'm like, Hey, this looks like a teaspoon and, and I don't use the timer. I love nutmeg. I don't, uh, I don't. You don't use a timer? No. Oh my God. I'm like, it's 510 in there. 20 minutes. I take it out at 530. How hard is that? I'll look at the clock and be like 510 when 530 comes around. Like, Oh, when did I? Ah, I should have wrote it down. And also, because I don't follow directions, the timing doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're it, true. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it should be done in 10 minutes. And I'm looking in there. I'm like, let's give it another 10. Uh, so I am not precise. I never will be precise. I've kind of, it's the same thing that I've thought with directions for years. I was like, I can make myself, and I'm never going to learn directions. Good. And I'm never going to be a precise cook. So the challenge was I decided to take the most difficult thing. This makes so much more sense now. To bake, which is a souffle. And I mean, I've heard for years that they are just really, really, really tricky, really tricky to make. So I was like, well, this will be fun because uh, I'm going to do it my way. Although I did try to do it. I even had the beaters out, which that's one thing. 
Todd had all these cooking utensils when we moved in together. I don't know why, because he doesn't cook. I mean, he had like the stand oh, mixer. Wow. And I'm like, have you ever mixed anything in your life? Why do you even have this? And I despise kitchen gadgets because I think they take up room. They do. They're hard to get in and out. They're hard to clean. Mm-hmm. I despise kitchen gadgets. And that's probably another reason why I don't like baking. Because it's a lot, a lot of, of times gadgety. you need gadgets yep. and you don't really for, for cooking, depending on what you cook. But and I knew, so the first recipe I looked at, you needed the hand mixer. Okay. I was like, I don't want, but that's relatively small. I think I know where all the parts are. So this will be okay because there's egg whites involved. And if you've ever baked, a lot of times you have to whip them into like peaks. Yes. Which is really, really hard to do by hand. Yeah. It's, well, because you really have to You really have to whip do them. So I even, I had it set out. I was trying to do the whole, it's called mise en place which is getting everything out that you need, which is another thing that I'm terrible at. Usually I'm cooking something and it's boiling. It's like, put in two chopped onions. I'm like, I haven't chopped them yet. Oh my gosh. Oh no, I prep. (laughs) I do the prep. I I know that part. I do do each. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's terrible. So I'm like, something's burning over here while I'm trying to get the onions chopped. (laughs) Just cutting an onion. So I tried to have everything laid out. Uh, I did have that. And then I started going through the recipe. I'm like, this one doesn't even have a mixer involved. (laughs) So I didn't even use it. Let's do that uh, one. I didn't realize I'd pulled up a different recipe, but um, so I filmed the whole thing. Me and my cat, she decided to get in oh, on the action uh, too. So there's what's your cat's name? Is it Bella? Buttercup. Oh, yeah, close. Quick story oh, about sh- that. My daughter and I went to the Humane Society to pick out our cat. And if we, we decided if it was a girl, it would be Princess Buttercup. If it was a boy, it would be Prince Humperdink. And I think we're still sad to this day. We don't have a cat named Humperdinck because that would have been pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, her name is Buttercup. I think most of the time you just see her butt, you know, which is good. In she the, was really interested in the, in the camera and my <laughs> recipe book. Never got her tail into the mix, which is always good. That's good. Although I don't think anyone ate the souffle anyway. Oh, I'm, I tried it and my daughter tried it. Well, and if there was cat hair in it, we're used to it. Yeah, so. that's just your natural really breathing matter. anyways. Uh, but it was a lot of fun because I did try to do what I normally would not do. I used my measuring utensils. I put everything out in place. I I did not set the timer, but I, I was in the kitchen the whole time. So I watched so it very knew. close. Okay. Uh, the things that screwed me up, number one, it called for milk, but it did not say what kind. You used an almond or like a soy no, milk. No, I used you? I used skim milk because that's what we had. Oh, no, I used milk milk. You need the fat. But you? I would assume it was whole milk, which yep. the recipe should have said whole. I don't disagree with that. Whole milk. So I did use um, skim milk, which is why I think that I was supposed to have it in. It was supposed to puff at 15 minutes, and I think it puffed at 25 minutes. Mm. So that, and then um, there was one other thing that if if you watch the video, you'll hear me say it that these are the two things that i think may not have made it come out perfectly one was the milk can't remember what the other one was i do think that a mixer probably would have been better okay i also didn't it said use five ounce ramekins and i don't think the ones i used they were i think they were bigger bigger. than five i think they were bigger so that would make sense that it didn't puff up over but it did puff uh the taste of it was not fantastic but knowing the ingredients i put in i can't imagine it tasting any different i think that's how they're supposed to taste okay I mean, it was, uh, it's a chocolate souffle. It's not like the desserts you have, the molten lava cake. The lava cake. cake. See, and that's where my brain went. So when you specified, well, it's not lava cake. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And and those older French desserts weren't huge sugar bombs. Which is probably nicer. You know, they were, they were, the palate was different. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a more refined palate. You know, refined palate doesn't want 
eight grams sugar. of sugar. Yeah. And this didn't have a lot of chocolate in it. It didn't have a lot of sugar in it. So I think the taste was probably pretty right on. Hmm. It did puff and it did exactly what it was supposed to do um, afterwards, which is deflate. Okay. You know, the ones that yeah. fail are the ones that deflate as you're pulling them out of the oven are never puffed. Oh. So mine puffed. It deflated when I put a fork in it. So I called it a success. I would call that a success. It a success. And it was really, it was a lot of fun. So um, I do think that that, you know, getting out of the, and doing it in the way that you're supposed to do it. Again, I half-ass baking all the time mm-hmm. and it usually shows. I mean, I can do some good cookies and things like that, that I've got the recipe down, but breads I'm terrible at. They never rise. I have bricks of bread. <laughs> uh, is it, is it, didn't we do a whole episode on your cookies that you bake? Yeah, make the cookies. Make the cookies. Yes, which make I do. Make the cookies. I do it now. Good. I do it. And and I think that the agreement was, I will make you your cookies if you, I believe it was take out, no, it was not put your shoes and socks on the floor in the uh, living room. And okay. and it's kind of it's kind of not fair because we switched the house around so that he's downstairs now more, so he's not even in the living room. <laughs> but I still have to make the damn cookies. We might have to revisit that. The, little agreement new rules on the shoes now i enjoy uh, i enjoy making the cookies having them there for him it's really important to him and it's not that much work on my part so good yeah so that was my challenge that i completed and and again it falls into what we were talking about of cooking's got nothing to do with what we do here mm-hmm. uh, you know we don't even really have that type of client but people are hopefully going to be interested in it and it's great branding and it's engaging and it wasn't selling anything that's right and maybe somebody will want to make a souffle of their own. Today I'm going to attempt to make chocolate souffle, which <clears throat> I'm not a good baker. I am a cook. And I say that because I am not precise in the least. I don't like to measure. Just ask my husband. I uh, throw stuff in and sometimes I use a measuring cup and sometimes I don't. And the souffle is probably one of the trickiest things to bake. Uh, so I think, yeah, let's give it a whirl. Why not? Uh, this is the engaging life challenges to have more fun. It's always fun to have a disaster in the kitchen. I can say that because I was just making cookies and knocked them uh, right off the counter. So that's always, that's fun, right? Yeah. So we are going with the all recipes recipe here to make this. And I've gathered what I really need, which is my wine. Everybody needs wine when they bake, especially when they're a bad baker. I've also got my Christmas show on. It is the Grinch that stole Christmas. I'm filming this December 5th, so I have to have Christmas movies on. We're preheating the oven to 375 degrees. I'm already doing that because my cookies that were previously on the floor are now in the oven at the same temperature. And now I am lining a rimmed baking sheet with parchment paper. Here's my rimmed baking sheet. You can tell it's seen better days, but that's okay because it's been used. And what I have here are parchment sheets. We're gonna melt some butter and we're gonna do do so in these snazzy little cups. I've got one that says savor. Got my butter. We'll melt some of that in here. 30 seconds is probably going to be too much. I'm gonna use these little guys as my five ounce ramekins. No idea if they're five ounces, I'm taking a guess. That's how I bake. It's gonna come out well, isn't it? 12 ounces of semi-sweet. So, two ounces. I'm gonna look this up. What is ounces to 
two ounces is 0.25 cups. So we're looking at a quarter of a cup. Oh, not really not much chocolate. So we're gonna put that in here. has never been one of my strong suits and I think I have too small of a bowl. But we're gonna do our best here. Bake until they are puffed and have risen above the top of the rims 12 to 15 minutes. These puppies is going in and I shall see you all in 15 minutes. Update number one, things are going poorly. We are about uh, 10 minutes in. And as you can see, nothing has started to rise. It appears to all be liquid. So I'm gonna let it uh, bake a little bit more. I'm thinking we have an enormous fail on our hands, uh, but uh, we shall see. I see some puffing of the chocolate souffles. So I'm going to take them out and I have my daughter here to do a taste testing. They're puffing, finally. They're coming out. And the moment of truth. She's very excited to be on camera. Whoa, whoa, it's deflating. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Blow on it. And there it goes. It's very deflating. A souffle is supposed to be deflating. Mm -hmm. Look good. Be honest. <laughs> not my thing. I'm try but it. I'm not sure I would like a souffle in general. It's light. It doesn't really taste like anything. She says it doesn't really taste like anything, but they puffed and it's deflating as it said it should be. So I would call this a win. Okay. It's a win. Okay. It's a win. So there you go. That was my souffle making. Next time I might not wear that sweater. I know it was pretty loud on camera. I also maybe will watch so the camera's not right in my face half the time. But I do think Callie in our office, she's the one who set me up with the cool stand and had the halo light and everything. All right. That I don't know what I would have done without that because I was able to kind of show the whole kitchen. Oh, that's good. Although I don't yeah. know. I was doing a lot of bending over to get stuff out of drawers. So thankfully I had on long pants. So <laughs> you don't want to be bending over so in shorts. If you jumped over the video, go back and watch it. <laughs> Put those in mind. All right, so let's move on to your ahas from the last episode All and right. your challenge. So uh, one of the things that Chris talked about is he he's really getting better at not getting his phone out when he mm -hmm. goes to areas. And this is something that I try to be conscious of anyways, because normally if I do sit on my phone, I'll check my work email and then go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a Saturday afternoon and that's not necessary. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I guess I started talking about this at the beginning of the season here. I am getting my hair cut by a different person. Well, same person. Rephrase that different stylist. I'm in a 
different environment. I'm at scissors and scotch now. Okay. Because I'm a man and I want to have that man experience. You want to drink. You want to get. You do get a drink. You do get a drink with your haircut. Anyways. And so. It's a good drink. Oh, yeah. There's a. Well, because I'm a member. I signed up for the monthly subscription, which is going to keep this looking a lot nicer. And there's even a member shelf. Of bourbons and and they do have scotches and all that there, but I'm a bourbon okay. guy, so uh, so I did. I got to try. I, f- I forgot how high proof it was, but it was a Ben Holiday and it was 120 some proof. Ooh, but very good, flammable. Was, yeah, pretty much. So so the way that they have it set up is you have the bar, and actually people go and just drink there, even oh, okay. when they don't get their hair cut. Do the members get like a discount or something on those uh, drinks? No. Okay. No, you get a free drink. As a member, you get a free drink with every haircut. Okay, that's, so there's, that's all the membership that. includes? Yeah, okay. and, and and a haircut. I mean, okay. includes a haircut. Right. So, uh, but there's a bar, and there's nice seats, actually very similar to these seats. There's a couch area, and then there's there are seats up at the bar, but there's only a few of them. Usually, those are taken. So, after my haircut, I didn't really want to just sit on my phone, and so I, I, had, I had my pour. And I sat down and I took the time to sniff it and swirl it and really enjoy it. Do they give you the drink while you're getting your haircut or you get it after? That's a good question. You get it after. Okay. I think if you get there early enough, you could have it before, but they don't want you trying to drink it while you're getting sense. your haircut. Yeah. Which they gave me that direction. Yeah. And the get shoot. hair in there and then they yep. snip your ear off because you're moving your head. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it is after. Okay. So I'm sitting there and, and the things that I observed, I didn't talk to anyone, ironically, but I did hear the conversation up at the bar. And this guy uh, did not live in Omaha, but owned a business, sold that business. And now he's back looking at maybe another opportunity. And so, and so that's why I was there. What I found funny is there were two bartenders and, and you may not get to see this as much as I do, but dudes and bartendresses are just the worst. Just the worst, because generally that dude had nothing else to do. Right. And they're trying to work. Tell you the truth. One of them was working on like a school thing even. Right. And so just just the conversations that they were having and how he would try to impose himself in them. And mm-hmm. they would just kind of polite. I would say my age okay. uh, if, if I had to guess. Guy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah, it truly was. So. So it was fun to watch and, and observe all this. But the one thing I really did notice is everybody that came in waiting for their stylist to come and get them would just pull their phone out as they're sitting down yeah. and then go into the slump of the and and my grandpa had a hunchback and they didn't have phones. So I know if I don't start paying more attention to my posture, oh. I'm I'm going to have my a hunchback. Great grandma had a hunchback. It's. We're going to be a we have the hunchback podcast in about 25 years. <laughs> Put all the microphones Tune down. In. Uh, so so it was cool to see all of that. Um, and then the other piece, we went and we looked at Christmas lights. Tis the season. And my daughter, my 10 year old, she has an old iPhone and she wanted to take her phone. And this was truly it was even a small drive through. It's mm-hmm. as Zerinsky. It's a benefit. It, it yeah. wasn't a big time commitment. And I said, just just leave your phone here. And she pulled the and you said, this is a common one. Uh, Well, I want to take pictures. pictures. And with no hesitation, I looked at her and I said, you are never going to look at those pictures again. Leave your phone here. Just enjoy it. And my kids don't fight much with the electronic devices, which is nice. So she did. She left her phone there Mm -hmm. um, and it never came up again. So I was happy to hear that. But but it's the meme. And I post this quite often when I see it. But right before the 4th of July, someone will post the I can't wait. 
for you all to go back and watch your videos of fireworks because nobody, nobody does. does. No. Uh, we even talked about children's choir events and all of that. Like, I hate it when my wife makes me record them and she does every time because I want to be there. I want I'm very much I don't need to get my phone. Out. I just want to enjoy this. And we've never tell you the truth because she doesn't listen to this enough. There was one year that we had a camera, like an actual camera, not just mm -hmm. a phone. We borrowed it from my parents and had an SD card in it. I lost that SD yeah. card. And and nobody knows. No, never came up. I, I put one in like where it would have been kind of like the junk drawer. I put one there. That's what I was going to reference that it was. Never had to. So it's funny that real quick, um, I get a newsletter. It's called The Imperfectionist. Ooh. And it's one of those that every time I get it, it is an, an aha moment. And I save it to read to my husband because there's always something in it that's just so. Ugh. And one of them was about hoarding moments. Ooh. And that humans want to hoard moments because it makes us forget about death. Interesting. You know, it's that if we think we can hoard enough moments and keep them, it's going to prevent the inevitable. Hmm. And that taking pictures is a way of hoarding moments, mm -hmm. as well as sitting there going, I have to remember this. I have to remember this. That's a way of hoarding moments. Okay. And then also trying to recreate, you know, special moments like, oh, this Christmas was really special. So I'm going to try and have uh, the same food yep. and wear the same outfit and have the same smells. And I do this a lot with like vacations. Oh, I have to have this perfume because then if I smell it again. And what it does is it takes you out of the moment. You don't enjoy it at all because you're trying so hard to keep it that it slips out of your fingers. Yes. Yep. So, and, and I think pictures can do that. Of course, pictures are great. You know, I definitely want pictures of my daughter growing up. Mm -hmm. I like pictures of Todd and I in our vacation places. But I have definitely found if a picture doesn't include a person, I, I've got, I never look at it again. Uh, right. The sunset. Yep. You know, a new play. And the only reason people take those, I think, is to show off to other people. Which yes. social media makes that very easy. Um, I will say this, because I, I was 100% in the same boat as you. Hence why I tell people, yeah. like, don't just put your... But now uh, my iPhone will put a new picture on whenever it's a lock screen and you can choose nature. And so I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy. Apparently, I took a lot of beach pictures when oh, we were okay. on a beach. So I am enjoying those. But I want to be very clear. Some of those pictures are four or five years old and I didn't even know I had them. Yeah. Like it's it just. And, and I do think I, I thought this would be kind of a funny joke. So now people do that to save the memory. Right. But it's digital. So it doesn't cost us anything. Just think about our parents who had to go through rolls of film and go get them developed and then throw out half of them yeah. because they sucked. But then I think they were in a better, because it wasn't just right there. You know, they had to make a point to do it. And it was yeah. it was more of a, a love, you know, a craft it, yes. yep. sort of thing. And now, and now when they have the, I Filters. get so mad when I see it. Or the th you can like switch people's heads. Yeah. Or change their face. It's like, is anything, oh, the Google phone. Is anything real anymore? No. You know, are, oh, gosh, are no. Are you ever going to be able to see a picture and be like, do these people, were they even there? It could be AI at this point. Let's yeah. not lie. So now it's just like, ugh. So, so it's been a good challenge. Uh, and like I said, I, I did that one by accident and, and I forced my daughter to do one. And we did it. We all had fun. And we didn't really have any horrible crash at the end it was it was a good experience we enjoyed it uh so let's talk about the challenge so i did a magic trick for the office in my office and uh, i threw out that we would do one here yes and so afterwards we went out there but there were a few things that i don't think you all were prepared for okay uh number one i actually have a magician name 
So back in the day, I took a camp, a summer camp, and and it was a magic camp because I'm hip. I'm cool. He's with it. And my, <laughs> my uh, if you want to see what our dance was, check out UBTube. But my uh, my best friend growing up, his dad is actually the one that created this name. My wife uses it quite a bit. Uh, and that's why she's mad that I use it for my 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 up and coming. Oh, she uses it private magician. Well, not uh, no, that's not not that private. Okay, uh, but it is the great Brandoni, mm-hmm. and how perfect is that? And I that's what I had at the magic camp, uh, and that that is what I use currently. So there it is. The, I, I stole it. You put an eye on the end of your name. Hot dang. <laughs> You didn't put one on the end of yours. <laughs> You're not doing magic, are you? <laughs> you could though. I I know. Anyways, so uh, so you'll see in the video. I I I said we're gonna do the full experience here. So I do come out as the great Brandoni, and uh, I I will say the magic trick went better than I could have even planned. It, it was fantastic. It it, was it fantastic. went just right. Everything fell into place. So it's it's a really good magic trick. You'll get you'll well. You know what? Roll it. And we'll come back and talk a little bit more. All right, everybody. This is the great Brandoni here doing a magic trick with uh, everyone here at Pixel Fire. But here's the deal. Number one, I'm a horrible magician. And number two, you guys are actually going to do the trick. How does that sound? All right. Okay, cool. Uh, now, there is one simple thing that I need you to understand. You all know how to cut a deck. Okay, you pick half and then you put the other half on. Cool. All right. You. Don't want to stop. Stop. Okay. Now, you can have this card. Or you can have this card. Which one would you like? Right. Okay, take that. Go ahead and take it. And don't, don't show it to me. Okay. Don't show it to me. Okay. Show everyone else. Make sure they know. Okay. okay. Now, if at any point you see it, don't say anything. Okay. Deal? Okay. Go ahead and put it on top. And go ahead and cut the deck. Cut the, I thought you said you knew how to cut a deck. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Now, shoot. Okay, good. Not a great. Uh, sorry, I've already messed up. Would you flip the deck over to show that I didn't set up the cards or anything weird? Right? Yeah, just flip the whole thing over. I usually show. Already messed up the trick. That's fine. We'll see if it works. Okay, go ahead and cut the deck. It's gonna be a little tougher there. Okay, Angie, go ahead. Okay. Now, you started this. Go ahead and flip the deck over. Now this is the most important part because this is the magic part, okay? I need you to tap it three times. No, oh my gosh, no, like like a knock. Like I need you to knock on it three <laughs> times. Three <laughs> times. No, this is a tap. This is tap. This is okay. You know what? Tap and knock. You choose. You choose. It, it, this is your game. This is your trick. This is your trick. Okay, three times though. Has to be three. Okay. Now you all know what the card was, right? Yep, yep. Go ahead and flip that over. Is that the top card? <laughs> 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 Was that the card? Yeah! yeah. Ba-bam! The great Brandoni! <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. There you go. It was great. It was it was even, I would have to say, even better in person. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I will say, so I did another one later, and Courtney was in the room at the time, and I felt she really embarked mm. on the ooh, oh. she was trying to figure out how the trick worked and she did not do a horrible job i'm not gonna lie oh, okay. uh, about that yeah. but but again 
when you perform, you cannot dictate the the uh, results Absolutely. of the crowd. And with magic, it is truly a roll of the dice. Uh, I did a magic trick one time before I was even polished. Uh, I was speaking to networking for uh, people that were going to school to do hair. Mm-hmm. And it, I will say it was not as smooth. And it, it worked, but no one gave a crap. <laughs> like, no one gave. And I, I had this plan to tie it in, and, and I, I just got rid of it all. So uh, I, I am not open yet to hire for birthdays or bar mitzvahs. But once I get a few more tricks under my belt, uh, I will definitely let you know, and, and you can come and hire me for that. But, and we, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, uh, doing things like this, I get a huge high off of. And it was great for our office. You know, it was just a quick break. It was less than five minutes. Everybody got to, you know, sit and be amazed and have some fun and and have a little bit of wonder. You know, we don't have enough wonder in in our lives. And not knowing how he did it, I think, was the best part. Because everybody wants to believe a little bit in magic. I guess I want to. I will say uh, my my interest in magic, though, it's kind of ruined magic a little bit. I can see that yeah. because and and Isabel is is a product of me, but she will even because Penn. There's actually two good magic TV shows: Penn and Teller, uh, Fool Us. There's that's my favorite, mm-hmm. and then there is uh, Masters of Illusion, and that's more of the David Copperfield sure. make a helicopter disappear. And yeah, I mean those those all have logistics to them. I think card tricks. It really is. The close-up magic. Oh my gosh! Stuff, yeah. How did you make that card appear there? Or like the street I've been, magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, nope, David Blaine, yep. uh, Chris Angel. I do, I do love all that. But now, even Isabel will say, "All right, Dad, I think I've got the beginning of it." But then, when did it change? And there is, there is one Spanish card magician. I can't think of his name right now. But we've watched, we watched his episode of Penn and Teller a million times because I will tell you, I can't. There's even one where he he, he makes you look over here, and then he there's a card sitting on the box. And it's the card that he randomly has someone say, and he's like, oh, it's over here. Now that we've watched it enough, we see when he puts that card on there. But he didn't know right. what card these people right. were going to choose. It just blows my mind. He, I think he really is magic. You know, it's, we, we, we saw David Copperfield in Las Vegas. Oh, David. He's, I, I never have seen him live, but he's and a good one. He, he made us put our phones in a box, a lockbox during the show. And then like sent something to the phone i mean it was weird like something that came it w- that one was really cool and Let's it see. doesn't sound cool at all now because no, now it just it, sounds like he texted us but <laughs> i can't remember exactly what it was and then he had another one where he had like uh um paintings or something that they had to do and ha- pulled up random people and asked and had the painting or whatever that they said that is nuts you know see, and-, and it was and it wasn't plants you know, it's like that's right. Simple. Yeah, it was just the uh, the uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. when the, the mentalist, the mentalist mm-hmm. thing. I don't fully understand. There are some tricks that I know when they've placed something that is ironically what the people are choosing at random. But there are some that I've watched, and I'm just like, I have no oh, clue. In the world, and I like those. I yeah. like those. I want to learn how to do. Although those one magic trick, David Copperfield could not pull off. Is looking like he does in his stage photo. Oh my gosh! That man has aged, and his rug is not good. I mean, he came out. I'm like, where's David Copperfield? Like, I bet he still thinks though he is just the hottest man. And I'm sure that Vegas. there are plenty of people that 
tell him he is. I, I would agree. Yeah. So anyways, so that was uh, one of the challenges we got to do here. You got to see it. The souffle was another one that uh, Angela took on. So next week we'll have another guest, I believe. Right Betty Case. Show. Okay. So Betty Case. Betty. Oh, yes. hot dang. She's been rocking this. She has really taken this to heart. And- I'm excited to have yeah. her on. I think she's going to have some really insightful stories. Not that uh, Dave and Chris didn't, but uh It'll be good. And I was like, gosh, and you know, we've only had dudes on so far as our guests. So our next two are women. Good. Good. I like to keep it diverse and balanced here yeah. at the Engaging Life. So, uh, but with that, if you enjoyed the magic trick or, you know, somebody learning to bake, send them this video, send them the podcast and uh, have them check it out. Share it a little bit. Give us a, a review or two, if you don't mind. Any other any other requests you want to throw out there before we shut it down? No, just follow us. Talk to people. Um, and if you've completed any of the challenges oh, or yeah. want to please let us know because we'd love to share those on one of the next episodes all right well i'm gonna go put on my elf costume santa's little elf so costume you can go back in time and share it on the last podcast and hopefully we'll find a way to share that with everyone but until then we look forward to talking to you on a future podcast